Hello and welcome back to Living in the Moment. As I have mentioned before, I started my time with TLS as a moment maker working with Paul Davis. I can say from my experience, it brought me so much purpose and fulfillment to engage with people every day and to know that I could have a hand in helping someone during such a stressful and chaotic time of needing restoration in their home. It just means the world to me to be able to provide this support and comfort. So today I have the pleasure of hosting the Director of Brand Services with Paul Davis Restoration, Emily Schaefer. I have the opportunity to work with Emily as we consistently review and evolve the Paul Davis customer service processes for our moment makers. Emily has been an integral part in ensuring accurate and consistent representation of the Paul Davis brand across all levels and channels of the business. And today she speaks with us about the Paul Davis way with which Paul Davis team members are able to provide extraordinary care while serving their customers in their time of need. This is a wonderful conversation about how we can make so much of an impact when we can't imagine what someone is going through and to always remember to be present and to listen. I hope you all enjoy. Let's get to living in the moment. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, It's a nice, nice end of the week, but definitely a busy end to the week. Yeah, for sure. Same here. Yeah. Um, So I wanted to talk to you mainly around the Paul Davis way, because you are our brand expert on the Paul Davis way. Um, But also just around the general concept of actually um, creating that structure within a brand and creating that consistency for a customer experience. Awesome. Happy to talk about that. Oh, good. I'm glad. So I just wanted to um, start with a little bit about yourself and your background with your career and uh, where your journey up until now. Uh, Well, I'm Emily Schaefer, Director of Brand Services for Paul Davis Restoration, and I actually just celebrated my 14th anniversary with Paul Davis this week. Um, Congratulations. It has been that long. Thank you. Um, And in uh, a long time ago, prior to my life in Paul Davis, I actually started in the hospitality industry. So customer service has always been a theme in in my career. And then I started at Paul Davis in 2007 as the executive assistant to the president and CEO. So that was a really interesting position to come into a company to really have that 30,000 foot view. And it really just um, impressed upon me the strong conviction that this entire network from the top down really has um, in taking care of our customers and taking care of people in general in their time of need. So that was really um, what kind of got me hooked. And then I moved into the marketing department in 2009 and worked on digital marketing, you know, social media, websites, And then I also did a lot of work on our internal CRM system as well before moving into the brand department in 2018 and beginning this focus really on the customer experience. Wow. And um, for for those of us that have had the insider look on the Paul Davis CRM, is this like CMS RMS or... 
No, more so the what the marketing team uses to keep track of the clients that we, um, you know, get continuous business and referrals from. Got it. That makes a bit more sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when we look at the the um, end of that journey with with creating that Paul Davis, the customer service side of Paul Davis, what is the Paul Davis way for our listeners to understand? Okay. So really simply, the Paul Davis way is basically our brand standard for creating an extraordinary experience for each and every one of our customers. It's, it's a training and skill development program. And it's really, um, if you look at it kind of visually, it's a roadmap of the life cycle of a customer's journey with us. And then that journey is broken down into phases. And, and at each phase, we really ask, what do we need to do here to ensure that the customer has an experience of extraordinary care? So every customer starts with that initial contact. And you guys, our moment makers, are a huge part of that. So you're actually a part of the Paul Davis way. You know, what do we need to ensure that you're doing at the initial contact phase to make sure that that customer has an experience of extraordinary care? And it it starts with something as simple as how we answer the phone. And you know that better than anybody. You know, thank you for calling Paul Davis. My name is Emily. How may I serve you? You guys answer the phone that way every time. And we ask our offices to answer the phone that way too. So that no matter if a customer is calling the um, the National Response Center or a, a local office here in Jacksonville, they're going to get that same greeting and they're going to start their journey off with Paul Davis on the right foot. And and that was really the, the start of the Paul Davis way is breaking it down into those phases. And then once those key action items that we have to hit at each phase were outlined, we created an instructional video to go along with that phase. And then kind of something like a training guide, we call them competency models that um, allow for team members to use this as a skill development program. So they can have someone observe them and how they're delivering the customer experience at each phase and give them feedback on it and actually get certified at each of these phases. And then the last component to it is customer facing materials. So what does the customer need to have at the, um, the the triage phase, for example, which is where we're getting on site to the job and having that first interaction with the customer, we created something called the restoration roadmap, which is a visual representation of that journey, like I said, and breaks down those phases. So for us, what's important to know at those phases is those key action items that we have to hit. But for the customer, it's who do I call if I have a question? So if I'm in this this triage phase where you're out at my house and assessing the damage and then moving into mitigation where you're stopping further damage and drying the structure out and I have a question, who do I call? If I move into the content phase of the job, which is where you've taken my belongings um, out of my home to either repair them or just store them so that they're not in the way and you can work on the structure of the home and I have a question, who do I contact? Where it, And it really just gives them um, the ability to reach out to the right person at the right time and get answers the fastest that they can for any phase of the job. So those are the three things that are involved in the Paul Davis way. It's that instructional video at each of those phases. It's that uh, competency model that acts as sort of a checklist and a feedback um, guide for them. And then those customer facing materials. 
So first off, just because my brain works um, from an organizational sense, you are speaking my language 100%. Um, and now I have probably six or seven curiosities just on this alone. But <laughs> um, was there was there a triggering event that started the Paul Davis way or did it really come organically from that um, initial care that you had observed from the get-go? Yeah, great question. I, I think it's kind of both. Um, so, you know, Paul Davis has been around for over 50 years. And so my journey, even though it, it seems long to me, really uh, is just a snapshot. And I know that in that entire time, customer experience, serving the customer has always been a focus. And our owners are just an amazing group of people that, um, you know, they got in this business because they wanted to serve people. You, you can't stay in this business and do what we do day after day without just a genuine concern for humans and making sure that they're taken care of in this really vulnerable and chaotic moment. So I think it's, it's, it's organically always been a focus of the Paul Davis organization. But, um, you know, we, we have these top-notch trainers and this top-notch training facility that really help us consistently do the technical side of things. So actually drying out the structure, rebuilding, restoring contents, which are people's belongings. We do all of that to IICRC standards, which is the Institute of Inspection, Cleaning, and Restoration Certification. But when we thought about the actual customer experience. Um, really, I would say what, what might have been a triggering event was the First Service Brands Annual Brand Summit. Um, and for those of you that maybe don't know about that, it's where um, all of the First Service Brands get together and we really talk about the customer experience for a couple of days. And the really cool part about this conference is that we bring real customers to this event. And so it's real customers our franchise owners, our corporate team, just digging into every aspect of their experience with Paul Davis. And what we heard was those experiences were really different depending upon which office they were working with and what part of the country and what type of job they had and, and even down to the team members at each office. So I would say hearing that feedback from our customers really was a light bulb moment for us. And, and we know that no two jobs are alike and no two customers are alike, but there is a constant. And, and that is that that customer is, ha, has had damage to their property and they need our help. So how can we take a very complex and often disruptive situation and make sure that consistently across the board, no matter who they're dealing with, what the job is, that it's an extraordinary experience for them, which sounds kind of impossible, right? To take <laughs> having something so disruptive and awful that happens to you into being an extraordinary experience. But that was what we sought out to do. And really the, the trigger for that was getting all those people in that room and hearing that, you know, there was a lot of positives and some constructive stuff that came out, but the, the, the theme was that it was, it was different depending upon who was handling it. And the, the thought was we need to standardize this to make sure that we're pulling those best practices that we're hearing, the good things that we're hearing, and that we're implementing those across the board. And it's the concept that um, no matter whose hands they're in, because there's some jobs that um, they could be in three different departments within an office, 
they're experiencing the exact same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the key. It's, it's so tough, right? Because sometimes we have are in customers' homes for a year, you know, when they've had something like a fire that really just destroys the structure, we're getting in there, we're saving what we can, salvaging their precious sentimental items and mitigating the damage and, and trying to save any of the structure that we can. And then we're rebuilding. So on big complex projects, we're with them for a really long time. You know, there may even be staff turnover, that we have to deal with. And it has to be a seamless experience for them. Our job is to, to ease their pain, really, and, and to make this as, as extraordinary of an experience as we can so that we're getting them back to their property and the life that they loved before this event happened. And so they're going to go through a lot of different phases in that journey. And we have to make sure that no matter who is interacting with them at what stage of the job, they're consistently feeling that same experience of extraordinary care. For sure. It's all about their comfort. And um, when, when you think about now, this is my tangent, but like offices are relatively steady in how they receive claims and leads and um they they kind of know what to expect depending on the time of the year but when we hit a hurricane season or a, a catastrophe event is it are there any hurdles or is it still as quote easy to have this the Paul Davis way followed to have everything hit or um are there is there like a contingency in place Great question. And that really is um, is something that it's what necessitated the Paul Davis way, right? Because when we do have those catastrophe situations, they're often localized to an area, right? You have a hurricane that hits in the Gulf. So the office in Louisiana, Alabama, they're overwhelmed, right? They can't possibly do all of the work. But the great part about Paul Davis is that then we can call in offices in other areas of the country that maybe have employees or team members that they can send to respond to this event and and really help out more customers. All the more reason for us to make sure that we have those consistent standards so that when you have the office from across the country representing your brand in your neighborhood, they're getting that same experience of extraordinary care. And, And certainly in these catastrophe situations, some of those standards um, operationally are going to change. You know, we um, work with insurance carriers and commercial partners, and we have service level agreements with with them that say we're going to respond within this amount of hours. We're going to be on site within this amount of hours, um, and those those service levels are going to relax a little bit in those catastrophe situations. But the cool thing about the Paul Davis Way is that it's a baseline. Um, so, so we're still going to have to, we're still going to answer the phone the same way. We're still going to explain the work authorization the same way, which is the document that we have to get signed before we can start work. Um, and those are the things that are in the Paul Davis way is really how do we make our customers feel? So, um, it's not something that, that is so rigid that it can't be adapted to different situations like catastrophes. And we've really streamlined the the non-negotiables to make sure that that they're still able to be delivered when we're in an event like that. Absolutely. And when you, um, with over 
300 different offices and you have um, you have them across the board, especially in in America, the coast to coast. Um, and arguably each state kind of has its different cultures or different ways of life, even if it's minute little things. But how easy is it to hold um, all of these offices true to this consistent structure? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely not easy um, just to not even necessarily to hold them to it, but to make sure that every single team member, because it is so many people. And sometimes, especially in these catastrophe situations, you might be bringing in temporary help, too. So I, I, I think it's um, it's it's not easy. But it is achievable based on the training that we've laid out and um, something that we do too. I know we're, we're going to talk about language here in a little bit, um, but something that we do too at Paul Davis is a team huddle. And that's a place where we're really grounding our team members in some of the, uh, the serving basics that we have, which is a part of the Paul Davis way. And we do that at every team huddle. And we're going to start our day with that. And so even if you have temporary team members come in to support in these catastrophe situations, or if it's just your core team, you know, kind of getting caught up in the day-to-day and just doing my job rather than focusing on the customer, the huddle is really what brings it back. Um, And so just starting our day with something simple, like going through what are our vision, our mission, our values, our serving basics, and, and reiterating that language and starting our day with that common language that's really going to set them up for success too and, and give all of our team members the opportunity to deliver that consistent experience for our customers because we're reminding them how to do it at the beginning of every day. Of course. And um, in, a, in a previous episode with um, Edward Lehman, he talked about the importance or, or the best way to create that initial experience for a customer. It all lives in language and rituals and it needs to be consistent and it needs to be what you believe in. So language and structure and that consistent experience, it is uh, most important for customer facing activities so that they experience it. But with you being a director of brand, that's a much bigger realm than just the customer. So what in your experience does having language and, and this structure have on um, employees and the brand itself? What's that impact like? I think it's huge. You know, um, I totally agree with Edward. Words really matter. And so when you think about something as simple as referring to someone that you work with as a coworker, as opposed to uh, referring to them as a team member, that changes the whole focus, right? You go from kind of moving in this parallel, like uh, providing the same transactional function when you talk about coworkers or employees, but when you talk about team members, now you're a unified unit. You're working towards the same goal and you're doing it together. So even something as small as that, we, we refer to, I know you guys use the word moment makers, um, which that's huge in and of itself, as opposed to any other term you could have chosen for the, for the job that you guys do. Um, I think our focus on team member as opposed to coworker 
um, or employee really sets the tone. And then from there, you go into our vision, our mission, our values, our serving basics. And when you're all speaking the same language, when you're using those same words, it just makes it so much easier to function as a team because you know, you know what's expected. You know what you're working towards. And you have a lot of pride in that. Um, and that's something I love about our team huddle too, starting our day going over those things, is that we not only just say the words, we talk about what the words mean. And there's a lot of pride in that. Um, and we give examples, right? So our one of our serving basics is practice immediacy. And that's obviously a huge one for us at Paul Davis when we're serving people in their time of need, when they've had these property damage emergencies, they want us there now. And so we'll say serving basic number four, practice immediacy. Has anybody seen an example of that? And you'll get team members that call each other out and highlight what they saw someone else do. And that just really celebrates not only the words, but the actions behind them and the person behind the actions. And I think that that's really where brand comes in is you've got people living those actions that are then representing what it is to be a part of Paul Davis. And there's just a lot, um, there's a lot of, of feeling and emotion behind those things. And that really brings people together and grounds them in the importance of what we're doing. It's not just a job. We're there to serve people. And when we can celebrate it as a team, it's just going to propel us forward um, even faster and, and to create an even better experience for our customers because we're all trying to do that. I love what you say about grounding them into it and, and the team members into it. If there's one thing, there's one great thing about first service brands is that all of the brands really do align in that heart and that care that goes into the brand through all levels. It's not just the customers, but it's um, our people and our partnerships and, and, and every relationship. Um, so one thing that we've discussed um, on our end with our moment makers is that and we've uncovered this in past episodes too, being a moment maker is a mindset and it comes from within and not everyone can be a moment maker. Not everyone is a moment maker and that's perfectly okay. It's just, there's some, it's, it's an inherent thing um, because it's that place of genuine care. So would you say that it's a similar thing with Paul Davis team members, or is it very, I don't want to say easy, but is it something that you can train? I think it's something that you can shape and mold into our particular, like the Paul Davis brand and the Paul Davis way of doing things. But I absolutely agree with you that not everyone is cut out to do what we do. Um, you know, just the, the 24 seven nature of what we do is something that not everyone is built for. Um, and, and like you said, that's okay. So I, I think you definitely have to have the right mindset to want to serve people in their time of need and to want to do the work that we do, because it's one thing, you know, even for myself, it's one thing for me to do this job and to think about the customer experience and really dive into the feedback from our customers and look for ways for us to improve. It is quite another thing to get a call at two in the morning 
and show up to a flooded basement and start doing the work. So you have to be in the right role to, to want to succeed. And then comes the training and the secret sauce and doing it the Paul Davis way. But I totally agree with you. We are looking for team members that are wanting to serve um, others in their time of need and serve them in the particular way that Paul Davis does. And then we'll teach them the words. We'll teach them the language. We'll teach them the, 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 the Paul Davis way to do it. But it, it starts with the right person. And uh, setting that expectation is definitely key. So I, I agree with you for sure. So you started your career with Paul Davis as an executive assistant. One of my first big jobs, so to speak, in in the um, I don't want to say the corporate world, but like the head office area was an administrative assistant, and it didn't really have a definition. It was very much a if no one can do it, we'll give it to Alicia. Alicia can do about 50 different things. It's perfectly fine. That's how we justify it. <laughs> I don't say that like bad. I got a lot of experience, but I would, I would assume that an executive assistant is, is very similar in that you do a bunch of different things and there's a ton of variety and you're learning a lot just each day. Um, so what has been the biggest learning part in your career and what's been the most rewarding moment? Oh, good questions. Um, I don't know that there has been a single biggest learning point or experience. Um, I think coming in as the executive assistant, to your point, you do get to see a lot. Um, and I think the biggest thing is I got to hear a lot. So learning to listen and to take it all in, to be an observer, to be a learner, um, that was huge, you know. I, I, no one was, um, I was taking notes in a lot of meetings as an executive assistant. And that is such a valuable learning experience because for me, the way that I learn, um, I, I'm a hands-on learner. So listening to it, typing it, um, really hearing other people's experiences and then sort of taking that and summarizing it and putting it on paper, it allowed me to really process it. So, so that was really cool. And something that I valued was just the, my first instinct now is always to listen and to learn. The other big learning things that I do are to just read our customer feedback. Um, you know, every day I get a report on all of the surveys that we've had come in the day prior and I read them. So I get to read, you know, what did our residential customers say about their mitigation experience or their contents experience. I get to look at our commercial customers and the feedback that they gave us. Um, and that's been something that I really value as well is just starting my day with seeing what our customers are saying about the experience they had with Paul Davis. And it really helps, you know, inspire me to look for ways to close gaps. Um, and the other fun thing to do is just to celebrate with the with the team members that impacted a customer in a really positive way and reach out to them and sometimes hear a little bit more about that story, too. So really listening, learning that that's been um, that's been pretty key to me in my career and figuring out where I want to go from there. And it's that's probably the same answer for most rewarding moment as well. Um, it is just seeing, 
seeing what we train in brand in action, you know, reading through that customer feedback and being able to, um, to see those serving basics in action. We actually, the way that our feedback comes in on our NPS surveys, we were able to filter it by serving basic. So I can check practice immediacy and just look at all the feedback that has come in around that theme. You know, I, I can check um, respect the customer's property and preferences and just look at all the way team members across North America are doing just that. And that's pretty rewarding when you spend your days creating training tools and, um, and, and getting that word out to all of the team members that are coming on board every day with Paul Davis to actually see that in action. It's pretty rewarding. Um, and then finally, I would say our annual conference, you know, um, this, these past couple of years with the pandemic, living in the Zoom world, um, I'm thankful for Zoom and that we get to see each other. Uh, you know, and, and we didn't do that as much before the pandemic. So at least we have that. But I cannot wait to get back to our annual conference where, you know, I get to see our owners and our team members in person and hear from them what's working. What do they need help with? And, and to see the celebration for the team members that are going out and doing the work every day and living those serving basics, that's, that's the best part of, of every year. And I'm looking forward to getting back to that in 2022. I would say the same. I mean, I've, I've really gotten comfortable with the, with the zoom aspect and just being home, like this pandemic's done nothing but make me an introvert, but um, there's definitely (laughs) a, (laughs) there's a whole other component and energy when you just get to be around people uh, safely, of course, but no, yeah. I definitely agree with you. Yeah, That's you gonna... can feel it, right? It's so yeah. it's so energizing to me to get that boost, um, and it's just it's just not quite the same over Zoom. So, looking forward yeah. to being able to do that again safely soon. Yeah, that'll be exciting. We're we're making our way there. Um, yeah. So you you and I we work closely with how our moment makers best deliver Paul Davis's brand promise um, and just reviewing some processes, making any improvements and, and looking at how to do it effectively. So do you have any tips or wisdom on how our moment makers can directly impact a customer's experience aside from just correctly following a process? Uh, a process, Alicia. I think it's a bunch of processes, um, and they do <laughs> all forty such of a them. Fantastic <laughs> job, all all five hundred. Um, they do <laughs> such a fantastic job following all of those processes. I'm so proud when I listen to those calls with you, and um, you know, I, I recognize the names as they're coming up on those recordings, and get excited to hear from 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 some old favorites, and then see new people too. So it's always fun for me to do that with you. Um, I would say my biggest piece of advice is to focus on the customer. And and you guys do that anyway, but really, you know, obviously the process is important, but if you are focusing on that person that's on the other line and really listening and understanding the situation that they're in, you're going to hit it out of the park. You know, just be a human first and foremost. And listen to your fellow human on the line and just seek to to help them, to provide them with extraordinary care while serving them in their time of need. You guys live our vision every day and you do a great job of that. So just don't lose sight of that. Don't lose sight of the fact that they're just a person calling in 
who are in a really vulnerable and sometimes frustrating and scary place. Um, and so just focusing on how to help, that's going to be, that's going to give you the biggest um, success. I love that. I think that's such an important thing that is very easy to forget, especially because you're at the end of the day, yes, you are doing this as your job. Um, and so you're showing up as an employee basically, but given the nature of what we do, it is very important to remember that humanity element. So I agree with you there. And also just know the impact, just the impact that you're having on that person's day. You know, you're on the phone with them for 10 minutes, but that's, that's making or breaking their whole day right there, that conversation and everything that comes after that. And so you guys and what you do really setting the tone for the rest of their experience with Paul Davis. You are oftentimes the first Paul Davis representative they speak with. And so making sure that that experience is great is is a huge responsibility. And we trust you guys with that. And I think you're doing a great job. So just keep up the great work. On behalf of them, I will say thank you. You're so welcome. It's one of our biggest um, reminders to them just ongoing. And this will come from myself or Ramey or our team leads or or whoever is um, assisting the team on any given day is that a customer's frustration or a caller's anger or whatever it might be, it's not you. And they're not right angry with you, you have it in your power and your control to turn this person's day around. It may not be a giant turnaround. They may not smile. They may not change their tone at all, but the impact that you have can leave an impression that makes them remember you. Absolutely agree. And makes them remember you as a positive impact on their day. Like you said, they may not go to uh, a, a happy place, Um, but maybe you calmed them. Maybe you eased their pain. Um, I I think you, I think you do by doing what you guys do. Yes. It's that extraordinary service at a level of comfort. It's, they might not be happy, but they're going to be comfortable. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then we've also talked about the, um, the concept, and this is probably going to be very vague for some because it's not a full thing yet, but the concept of a day in the life and understanding what all people, because like, this business and, and all of our brands and how our moment makers integrate themselves into our brands, it's so many moving parts. So it's the concept of understanding what each moving part does um, and seeing what goes into it, this big machine that makes a customer happy. So what is one thing that you wish our moment makers knew about what the Paul Davis offices or Paul Davis corporate does and vice versa? Something you wish that they knew that we do? Ooh, good question. Um, I think we are a pretty lean organization. And so I don't think it's the fact that you guys don't know this or, or, or that we don't know that you guys are doing this. But I, I think it's just a take a beat to recognize that this is one of many calls or emails that we are both dealing with. And, and so I, I think it's probably the same lesson on both sides. Like this is 
the, you know, 10th phone call that that on-call technician has received that night because there's something local going on. There's like a local cat going on. So they may be totally exacerbated when they get that 10th phone call. And again, it's not you. So just take a beat and recognize where that person is coming from and the stress that they're under. And, you know, now what went from a normal on-call night where they may not get a phone call at all, or they may get one went to a total catastrophe and they've got to figure out how to make sure that they're doing their job while you're trying to process all the things that are coming in to, to you guys. And, and I want the Paul Davis network to understand that too, because, you know, you guys are serving all of North America. So you're trying to get something done um, for this cat that's happening. And you also have to serve the other 299 offices that aren't being impacted <laughs> by the cat. So, you know, it, it, I, I would say for the Paul Davis Network side, just to recognize the magnitude of, of what you guys are doing and dealing with that they may or may not be feeling at their local office and then vice versa. You know, you never know what's going on in a person's life when you guys are making that phone call at 2 a.m. or at 2 p.m. Um, so, so just take a beat. Everybody take a beat and, and treat each other like humans. I think that's been something that I uh, feel like has been a casualty of the pandemic as well. It's so easy we've seen it on social media for years for people to kind of become those keyboard warriors. Um, when you, when you lose that human um, touch and, and I think we've gotten a bit into that, into our daily lives, just living on zoom, we forget that it's just a person on the other end of the line, a person that has an entire life outside of that phone call, that interaction. Um, so everybody just take a beat and treat each other with respect. I love everything you just said. And I think you just summed it up perfectly. Um, I know as, as being a former Paul Davis moment makers, there's several situations that I can just think of off the top of my head that I do wish that had come into, come into play on both ends. I mean, I've, I'm guilty yeah. of, of forgetting about it as well. Um, and I think that that can make such a difference just with that mutual level of respect and recognition. I agree. Absolutely. Empathy, right? Yeah. It's big. And, and I, I would argue um, Paul Davis and First On Site as well are our two biggest brands when it comes to empathy. And it's so important to just have that nature. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I want to first thank you so much for making time for me and, and lending me your time. And the way that My I pleasure. like to... It's, it's been my pleasure. I've been geeking out um, with everything around Paul Davis because I, I love to learn all of this and I've just been so curious for so long. So it's been really nice to pick your brain. And I think that we're also very lucky to have you as our, um, I don't know what the word is, but you're kind of that, that middleman that understands both sides. And it's very, very helpful from the moment maker perspective to know that we have someone ready to go to bat for us and vice versa for the offices. So I think you do a fantastic job of that balance um, and that understanding, because like you said, it's key to listen. So thank you for that. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Of course. I do like to end all of these, 
all of these episodes by just asking you what you try to do in your personal and professional life to live in the moment and be present. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think I said it before, just take a beat, you know, before you react, before you say something, just take a breath and, and take it all in and, and, and also appreciate the small things. You know, if you're always waiting for that, that big moment, that trip to Disney World, you know, um, which I've been, I've been focusing on that because I'm thinking about doing that for my daughters. Um, if, if you're chasing that moment, it's going to be a long wait to have that level of, of joy. So if you can take joy in the little things, then you're going to be happy every day. You're going to enjoy every day because you can always find some sort of joy if you're looking for it in the little moments. And I think that's been really key for me in the pandemic too, because there haven't been the trips to Disney World, right? Like we haven't had those conferences to all get together. So it's, you know, it's, it's seeing your fellow team members on Zoom and, and going through the happy hour and finding the joy in the little moments, um, that, that to me is, is been the most valuable way to, to maintain um, a bright light throughout all of this. So just take a breath and look for the joy in the little moments. Now you're just speaking to my soul. My goodness, that's I, I relate to every word of that throughout the pandemic. My biggest complaint was just I have nothing to look forward to. I have nothing to look forward to. Right. I think that was the biggest whine that my my mom heard from me because I'm so used to traveling and just like living right. a speedy life right. and everything came to a standstill. And it's like, mm -hmm. what do I look forward to? Unloading the dishwasher? Like there's just... <laughs> so it's it's key but to there find are that still purpose good things, right yes. yeah there's still yeah it's finding those little things so much to be grateful for yeah absolutely and uh it's good to remind yourself of that every day so I'm glad that you that you said that so thank you I want yeah. to wish you a wonderful rest of your day and thank you so much for joining us um I've learned a lot I hope that everyone else has learned a lot but I am this has been thrilling so thank you so much same here. A pleasure and a privilege as always. I will talk to you. Oh, we talk next week. That's exciting. Yep. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Me too. Me too. See you then. See you then. Bye. Bye. I loved this conversation. I love that across the board, our brands are so similar in mindset of being customer centric and caring for those that we interact with. It is amazing to work in a world of like-minded and compassionate individuals who understand the people we work with and the people we serve are most important. I hope you all enjoyed this discussion and I hope you're taking little nuggets away with each episode. Listen, I love asking what each guest does to live in the moment because I never know what words of wisdom I'm going to get. It certainly keeps me on my toes. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Sometimes you need someone there for support. Sometimes you need a little.